Well, welcome corn growers and thanks for tuning in to another fabulous episode of Keeping It Independent, brought to you by Whipple's Hybrids. My name is Brent Tharp, Technical Product Manager, and I'm joined today by my colleague west of the big Mississippi River, Eric Wilson. Eric, before we get started, I want to get something off my chest. It seems like the last 30 or so episodes we've been talking about rootworm and tar spot. So I think we're probably going to do it again, right? (laughs) But do me a favor. (laughs) Do me a favor and let's keep it to only one of those topics today. So what's it going to be? Rootworm or tar spot? Well, I think we're going to talk about tar spot, but uh, I bet you I can figure out some way to work in something related to rootworm as we're talking about this. Nope, we'll edit it out. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, I'm on the other side of this. Usually I do the intro. So this is a longtime listener, first time caller here. So yeah, a lot of questions on tar spot. Um, it's uh, it's moving in. It's showing up in in some areas. Uh, I'll say finally a little, little more aggressively than we we have. Um, you know, I, I know you and I both found it kind of early season, uh, back around the Fourth of July in the areas that we covered. But it just didn't seem to do anything. It it, it really wasn't progressing. We weren't getting the right conditions for it at that time. Uh, I know we got a a slide or a map that we're probably going to tag in the show notes for the episode. Um, it's just the last 30 days of rainfall and, you know, I'll speak for my portions I cover in Iowa, uh, especially as we get into Southeast Iowa where we've got those, you know, five, six, seven, eight, uh, even 10 inches in some places. It, it lines up very, very well with where I'm getting more feedback that we're finding tar spot more commonly. And, and what are you, what are you seeing on your side of the river, Tharp? Yeah, it's been quiet uh, as far as tar spots concerned on the east uh, in Illinois and southern Wisconsin. It's out there, uh, but it's, you know, it's coming in late and it's not at the point to where I've heard that it's aggressive. Probably some irrigated fields it might be, but uh, in general, uh, it's been slower to develop, which is a good thing east of the Mississippi. So, I mean, with that, a lot of the questions I'm getting, you know, especially for uh, our listeners in the western part of the state, uh, tar spot has not been anything that we've, I guess we've we've seen it, I should say, uh, but we haven't had one of those years where it's, you know, I would say it's yield limiting. It's been a, a major contributing factor to yield, but it seems to be moving, seems to be moving a little quicker. And I guess the questions that I'm getting, and you know, you can fill in if you're getting any others, but it's you know, a lot of questions around application, how to gauge or what is the threshold for tar spot in a field? How do we track its movement? Um, you know, how late is too late to make an application? What should we be using for some of those? Um, and in some cases, some guys have not sprayed anything. So, you know, even the question, is it too late to make a first application of fungicide? I know tar spot's still new enough. There's uh, at least last I checked, there's really no threshold out there, no published threshold out of the universities yet. So I, I guess I'll walk through how I do it, Tharp. Um, I'm not saying it's the only way to do it, uh, but it's kind of the way that I get an idea on tar spot movement um, when it does come into a field. So uh, the first thing I like to take with me is uh, is a Sharpie. What I'll do, you know, when I'm out uh, scouting, looking at some of these fields or, you know, 
focusing on looking for tar spot when we think we have conditions right. Um, but a lot of times if I find it, I will just mark that leaf with a, with a Sharpie. So, uh, the problem with that is, you know, you can't always find the right spot. So I like to go to a spot that I can easily find. And right here, here's where I'm going to work in sticky trap. So when I'm out looking at my sticky traps, uh, that's a lot, a lot of the times that I will be scouting for tar spot. You can see the sticky trap. It's easy to find. It's bright yellow. Uh, and in fact, it's very handy. If you flip it over, you can write on the inside of it. Um, if you want to write certain numbers or, or what kind of numbers of lesions you found for tar spot. So I'll take that Sharpie and a lot of times I'll just mark, you know, on a plant leaf or partway up the stock on that particular plant where I'm finding tar spot at that time. Uh, so then flash forward a week to 10 days later, when you're out looking at the sticky trap again, or you're scouting for tar spot, you, you have that line. Um, and you can see, okay, how have we progressed since the last time I saw this, right? Uh, I've even taken it and circled a part of a leaf and counted the number of lesions on it and written that on the leaf or on the inside of the sticky trap so I can come back to it and see, okay, do we, you know, have we, have we doubled? Have we uh, got one and a half times the amount of tar spot uh, that I saw a week ago? That's a good visual visualization. Uh, I was thinking you may go a different direction that you took the Sharpie and made little dots and said, look at how much tar spot you have. It's terrible. <laughs> no, no. There's a, no, I only do that in competitor fields, Tharp. I don't do oh, that in Wiffles okay. hybrids fields. It's a good tool. Um, so a question that I, I've been getting is, well, how late, you know, can I spray? I mean, how late is, is uh, too late? Are we still getting effectiveness? So, uh, my rule of thumb, and, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this back to you in a minute on the importance of this, but, um, you know, as we're, we're now starting to see a few hybrids dent. So especially some of the early or even mid planting dates, they are just starting to dent. And I would not call that full dent. We're, you know, a few days away from that yet, but a, a rough number you have about a month or 35 days once corn starts to dent or you're at full dent to physiological maturity. Uh, within that time frame, you've got you know anywhere from 40 to 50% of your yield left to obtain. It, it's important that this crop gets to finish out the way that it should, especially with uh, some of the favorable conditions that we're getting right now um, for tar spot development and for grain fill. So a lot of guys that haven't made applications yet, or even if they have made them uh, maybe back in the middle of July, in a lot of those instances, I'm recommending to, to go ahead and spray again if they're seeing tar spot progress in that field. And I, I think that's very important. Uh, I'm going to let you unpack that a little bit, Tharp. I mean, this kind of gets, this is into physiological uh, maturity and grain fill and, and the importance of that. Well, grain fill is a very important time and we're right in the middle of it. So uh, I agree. I, I've seen a few pictures uh, of dented corn, but uh, I don't think there's too much that is in what I would call full dent. And to me, full dent is where, you know, 90% of the kernels have a dent on them. And, and even if you broke it, break open that ear, a lot of times you could start to see that milk line starting to form there at the cap of the kernel. So it, start, it starts at the kernel cap, the milk line, and then it progresses down uh, as it moves through grain fill. So I think that is the time, you know, if, if you see a milk line, you know, we're getting to the point to where 
it'd have to be a pretty aggressive tar spot infestation uh, for me to probably spray. But boy, up to that time, I think in the past couple of years, we've seen the importance of this last 30 to 40 days of grain fill. It is. I mean, we're packing on 40 to 50% yield potential still. So uh, we've gotten burned in the past. I know uh, last year, we're kind of sitting in the same boat in a way to where the tar spot came in late. I think some guys didn't spray and they wish they would have because the guys that did spray were reporting spray late, I should say, were reporting some pretty positive numbers because if you recall last year, we ended up getting some rains in August and we really extended out that grain fill period and it paid to make a second application. So I will say if you're seeing tar spot and if it's up to the ear leaf especially and and you're not at full dent, well, you can still probably spray and uh, if you have the yield potential there. So there's a lot of places to where we've been getting rain to where the yield potential is good. So now there are dry areas out there. I will, I know that, you know, if you pull ears, you can kind of get a good estimate of kernel counts. I mean, I, I think it's kind of credence to the importance of, you know, how these more, I guess say modern hybrids go about building their yield. And, and I know a lot of times what we find when we, we do some of our research trials is, there's a huge flex component to kernel depth. And that is no doubt where we're getting a lot of our um, above average yields from these modern hybrids. And, and if you have favorable conditions, uh, like we, you know, we have, we're getting some rain now, we're getting some cooler temperatures. Uh, I mean, it could be a little warmer ideally, but uh, we're getting a very favorable uh, late grain fill environment. And unfortunately it's, it's also a favorable environment for a tar spot. To, to replicate. Um, and this reminds me, you know, kind of one of the, one of the questions someone asked me was, well, tar spot likes cooler conditions. You know, it, it's, it's around, it's, it's pretty prevalent right now, but uh, what if we get more um, hot and dry conditions in the next 10 day forecast? Uh, I think one of the things we've learned over the last couple of years is once, at least from what we've seen, once tar spot seems to get established, that temperature component is is far less important to its spread uh, than is humidity and rainfall. And and we're definitely getting some humid conditions. Um, and it's one of those things, even if it does turn around and get hot again, I, I would expect to see where tar spots already well established for it continue to to spread and, and move fairly rapidly. In the beginning we we probably put too much emphasis on the the temperature. It, it's it's more moisture related. Because yep. if you think about our, our days and nights, we get periods to where, you know, you, we cool down. So, and this current pattern, what looks like in the forecast that I've seen, uh, you know, we're, we have pretty moderate, nice grain filling temperatures, but nice temperatures for tar spot. And let's, I'm not going to limit it to tar spot because I'm actually, I can find gray leaf spot lesions much more easily than I can find tar spot out there. Yep. So it's not just tar spot and Southern rust kind of falls in that category. I haven't seen it yet, but it may be blowing up from, for our Southern folks. So, uh, that's another one to keep an eye on. It can be really aggressive and, and really clip off that last, uh, bit of grain fill. And that could be 30, 40 bushels pretty easy. So I would say tar spot can have a bigger impact when there's other foliar diseases out there as well. Yes. So something to definitely keep in mind. I mean, I know um, I'm going to talk a little about, we're doing a little bit of research this year with some of the universities. 
like I said, still relatively new disease. You can't inoculate for it in the field, but we're trying to uh, set up some trials or we have set up some trials under some, some of them under irrigation, some of them not in known tar spot, hot spot areas. Um, so, and it, it's really focused at some of these late applications of fungicide. I know anecdotally uh, the last couple of years, um, you know, this is not research standard by any means, but some of these strip trials and things that we have done in conjunction with uh, some of our cooperators, you know, that second application under heavy tar spot pressure has shown anywhere from 25 to 50 bushel per acre response, just, just from that second one. Now, I mean, keep in mind, that's very heavy tar spot pressure, but um, if you have that, these, these second applications do seem like they're going to pay. Um, and hopefully some of that research that we're doing this year is going to shine, you know, a, a better or more precise light on when that timing needs to be and, and how that needs to happen. The other benefit of fungicide is uh, it just helps keeps the plant alive longer, helps for a more efficient grain fill. And that also helps us, it helps the plants cut down on cannibalization. And I'll just mention this. You know, I, I'm probably foreshadowing that this could be the next dead horse we beat in the next few weeks of of stock quality and harvest timing. But uh, I'll introduce it here, I guess, in this podcast that I have been in some fields that are that were under some stress uh, during the grain fill period. Probably didn't catch some of the rains that others have caught. The canopy below the ear is really starting to fire, and that ear is not dented yet. So that's that's early for that to happen. And uh, when I see that, that just tells me that the corn plant is doing what it does. It, f- it fills the kernels and it's cannibalizing itself. So if you have fields to where you're seeing the firing, that yellow and orange color, brown color below the ear and the leaves, the leaves are kind of turning yellow and brown. That means most likely that, it, that it's cannibalizing itself and stock quality will be a concern or a risk. So we'll have to start doing that. But again, I don't want to get into the details because we'll be covering that in a few weeks, I'm sure. There's uh, definitely some early firing going on and I'm with you. We'll be talking about that in a couple of weeks. Any other topics, not that you want to cover here today? I still worked in the word sticky trap at least once, but uh, I, I, no, I, I, don't, I, I don't have anything else for today, Tharp. And if you do to go to wiffles.com, we do have the corn monitoring tools so you can kind of see the pressures but okay even i got it in all right thank you eric for joining today i think that's a wrap thank you oh yeah we're, we're still recording do you want us to you want us to do it <laughs> uh we apologize being tharp's first time as podcast host uh he forgot to Tell all of our subscribers to follow, rate, and review on your favorite podcast player. You can subscribe to Keeping It Independent. And as always, reach out if you have any additional questions or feedback or anything uh, that you want us to cover on a future episode at agronomy at wiffles.com. You got that, Tharp? That's agronomy at wiffles.com. All right. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Yep. He's got it now. All right. Thanks for listening, guys, and stay safe out there.